Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we had Rebecca, who's our project coordinator, and Tori, who is our senior social media strategist, and myself, traveled to New York this past weekend to go to the Create and Cultivate conference. If you're not familiar with Create and Cultivate, it's a online platform, and they also do offline quarterly events and conferences for specifically geared towards women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. They have everything from curious creatives, entrepreneurs, and just people who want to spark conversations about women in the workplace. And we dove into so many topics in this episode. We had panels on diversity, how to you know get inspired with new creative concepts and market yourself more effectively. And so we'll dive into all of those and more, plus a little tip and some secrets from Martha Stewart, who was the keynote speaker at the event. So let's get into this week's episode number 85, Create and Cultivate the Future of Females in Business. Today we have with us Rebecca and Ruth and Tori Kolasik. This past weekend, the three of us, <laughs> Tori's like, do I say hi? What do I do here? <laughs> hi. Don't make this more awkward than it has to be. I know, and you can't even see us, and I made it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend, the three of us had the privilege to go to New York to the Create and Cultivate Conference, and it was I am still like buzzing mm-hmm. with excitement about it. And so I really wanted to put together a podcast today to talk about just everything we learned about. So a little bit different. I was in track two. There's two tracks you could go to. Track one, track two, based on what you filled out for a survey for the conference. And you guys, Rebecca and Tori, were both in track one. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the difference between track one and track two. Well, I would say one was more of a creative path, that being track two, and track one being more along the lines of launching your business, um, maybe funding your business, so maybe more of a leadership side. What um, were some of your favorite sessions from track one? I know that's like such a hard question to answer because there's so many things. I would say there was... so. There was panelists that we sat in on, and they ranged from uh, VPs to mentors to business owners, and basically they highlight, highlighted their journeys um, through their experience in both like corporate America as well as um, starting their own business. So there's a wide range, and that was a lot of our morning was listening to their experience and their journey. and Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say my favorite panel, just because I think being kind is really important, is how to build kindness into your brand and doing that through brand love. So they had the digital marketing manager from Alaska Airlines, a woman that was like a a Milner, I believe is what it's called, custom hat creator. Oh, I was like, what is a Milner? I think it's hats. They're called a Milner. Um, Someone who owned a restaurant in New York. So they were completely across the board, but all the ways they show love was really, really cool. And then Martha Stewart. And when you say love, like love to, we're going to get to Martha in a second. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole part of this podcast. Martha Stewart was there, which was insane. When you say kindness in your brand, you mean kindness to like your employees, kindness to your customers, and how do they, how do they incorporate that? So all of the above. Um, so for the restaurant, and I apologize, I'm drawing a total blank on what a rest- restaurant name was. But it's about, they do meditation before every shift at the restaurant. Um, They really focus on, she's like, you can't be 
good to a patron of the restaurant if you're not okay. So they do the meditation and then they have like really good benefits and just making sure that you're taking care of yourself. And she's like, you take on so much of other people's emotions because maybe they just got engaged, but also maybe like their dad just died. You have no idea what has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, With Alaska Airlines, they made a really good point that traveling somewhere, you have so many touch points. So from the minute you decide to buy a ticket to when you buy a ticket, from your journey to the airport to your gate. And those are all opportunities to show your customers that you care about them. Um, That... I think I'm probably gonna, it's Teresa. It looks like Teresa, but it's Teresa Foglia. She was the Milner, the hat maker. And she's like, I use a, like sense as a way for people to like know it's me and that I care about them. Like sense as in like like smell? Yeah, so when you oh. come into her store, of she's into like, is it Palo Alto, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. and just different smells. And she'll take that with her to different things she's at and someone will walk into maybe like a pop-up shop and they know immediately that it's her. Um, So in a way she's like, she does it to create an environment that's comfortable, but also it's a brand recognition thing. That's brilliant. Yeah. I have never heard of anything like Mm -hmm. that before. That's unique. Yeah. It was so cool because you guys got like a whole different side of tracks. Like, Okay, so I, I haven't even heard this part yet, so this yeah. is great. Um, <laughs> so we actually haven't given each other a load yeah, out. Yeah, like, like revealing all the information. <laughs> yeah. That is, oh wow. The smell thing is pretty amazing to me. Yeah. First of all, like Missy, I haven't heard of it either, but yeah. they say smell is the scent that's most tied to memory mm-hmm. and emotions. So if you can tie that in with your brand, that just makes your brand all the more recognizable and memorable. That's crazy. Yeah. And in that session, they also had the marketing director for Hallmark, which is a brand literally about love and kindness. And she made a really good point. So obviously we all work in digital, but she talks about how the power of a card, because she's like, we can touch you in a way that social and digital can't. So we can be there when those moments happen, but we're not always there when the bad moments happen. And that's Mm -hmm. when a card comes in and Mm -hmm. It was kind of because we kind of picture Hallmark as just like just cards, but it's and also the Hallmark channel. I kind of forget that they go together. (laughs) When I think of Hallmark and this conference gave me a different sense of their brand. Like I think of my grandma who gets me cards from Hallmark for my birthday, but they totally like pushed a whole new like like a uh, millennial younger it's like a women thing. empowerment type thing yeah, yeah. it was yeah. great yeah. yeah that was and it was something that was tangible and I think that was really cool because their brand is so I mean it's well known but they also are f- like kind of playing off the millennial like tangible goods like giving something to somebody is like new and innovative and interesting and I thought that was really cool I appreciated that they like you could literally go up to their booth and get a card. I thought that was cool. It's yeah. a really and like send fancy card. Yeah, yeah, you could address mm-hmm. it and they would literally send it to them. So they were writing themselves right then and there, which is well, cool. I didn't realize that I probably would have done that. Yeah. I took a card. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. You literally could fill out like a Mother's Day card, address it to your mom, and they're gonna send it like so it'll arrive on Mother's Day. Yeah. So timely. Like through the mail? Through the mail. (laughs) Old school pass. But you have to admit, when you receive a card, you get so excited. It's such a good feeling. So what do we always get in the mail? Flyers that you put in the recycling bills. bills. Like, buy my credit card. Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of thing. (laughs) So... 
another thing, so my first track when I first um, went in there was on diversity in the workplace, um, since I had a little bit of a different track line than you two did. And it was all about like the hiring process. And one thing that really stood out with me was like every person you hire should represent the world uh, like every person you hire represents the world around you. So if you're only hiring people that are a small piece of your world, then you're not going to ever get a a good, healthy team that's going to give you the impact that it could. And so that was one thing that really stuck with me that I thought was an interesting way to word that, I'll say. And they kept bringing up things like, you know, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, A big thing is, you know, people are starting to ask about diversity in, in the interview process. So when you're going into interview now, people are saying things like, like, what is the culture like here? How, you know, what type of people do you hire? And that's being brought up more and more. And if you don't have a good answer to that yeah. question, it could take you out of the running for losing some really good candidates that you could be hiring. So that was a really great thing that I took from the diversity piece of that one. Yeah, that was interesting. There was a quote I'm not going to relay it perfectly, but basically it highlighted diversity and it was the people who benefit from, no, the people who, what was it? The people who don't, shoot, the people who benefit don't want to change it, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're benefiting from what is happening, you're not going to want to change it, so it's up to the people that, like, see it how to change it to change it Mm -hmm. and I thought that was interesting that kind of that theme was throughout the whole conference like it's up to you and nobody's gonna do it for you Mm -hmm. uh which they talked about that in panel five in our track with um Tamara Mellon Mm -hmm. and Rebecca Minkoff and they I mean it was just interesting to hear that they had worked for these big brands and they had started on their own and like developed over time, obviously, but they felt the need like within themselves to make a change and go in a different direction. And I really supported that and I appreciated hearing that because it's easy to just say it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's I mean, challenging to do it in real life. Mm-hmm. So hearing their stories. Especially with, I think it's Tamara Mellon, I think, did I say that right? I'm not sure. She started Jimmy Choo. Like she's yeah. one of the co-founders yeah. of Jimmy Choo, which is like, huge yeah pat's looking at us like yeah jimmy too um i know i know the name okay <laughs> shoot baby. it's a very high-end <laughs> shoe line i got you that's, yeah that's you fashion well he knows made. he knows um and she branched out and started her own brand in her name and it like failed mm-hmm. terribly so she filed bankruptcy and because the departments she was actually way ahead of her time with um social media and recognizing that women want fashion now like ready to wear more or less Mm -hmm. but um department stores in february have cruise line wear or their spring wear where Mm -hmm. she's like no but they still want a cashmere sweater or whatever because it's freezing depending on where you live and so that even though she was ahead of her game it failed and i think it was 2016 she said she started over and relaunched it and it's been like a huge success because they had caught up to her Right. So yeah, she adapted to what was happening and she took a risk and it paid off. Yeah. That was another cool thing about this conference is that um, depending on what track you were in, we were, you were all assigned based on your interests, um, mentors. Mm-hmm. And so my, one of my mentors was Tomorrow Mellon, the founder of Jimmy Choo. So I got to meet with her in like a very small group setting and she talked about those things and just kind of like she got really real. She's like, you know, I built this billion dollar brand and I was known as this like 
amazing like badass in this industry and then I failed when I launched the second one and she's like it was soul crushing and so she's like but you got to come back and just keep working and going towards your dreams and she we some one of the girls in the group asked her like so what's your next goal like what do you want to be and she's like I want to be the first um oh gosh what was it it was like she's like I want to be the first all digital um billion dollar brand for shoes Wow. in that industry and she like straight up said it it was so much confidence and all of us in the group are like you get like a little chill you're like whoo get yes, it you know she, yes. she knew she knew what she wanted and it was awesome um and then the other mentor i had was um a woman who it was about a year old i think you she was your mentor yeah as well. she was we both had the same one at yeah. different times yeah. um i'm would butcher her last name but her first <laughs> name is ava mm-hmm. and she founded a company called mod and she essentially wants to be a cooler trojan um so it's sexual health um they had condoms and sex toys and things like that or a vibrator they didn't have a line of sex toys but welcome to the social feed podcast (laughs) um but how she's like yeah i want to be on the shelves at target Mm -hmm. and whatnot but she actually gears her audience towards like 50 plus Mm -hmm. i mean the name mod but um and her reasoning behind it was really cool. Yeah, it was really fascinating because she's like this the condom aisle, she's like has has not changed in hmm. you know years. And she's like the condom companies like Trojan things are run by men typically and she wanted to break that and she's like you know vibrators and things like that they're not they shouldn't be called toys like that is a part of your sexual health and well-being and she's like when you walk down the condom aisle you get kind of this like oh my gosh I'm buying this like is anyone gonna see me you slide it into your cart (laughs) and she's like I don't want to be that way I want this to be like this is part of a lot of people's like sexual health and things that they you know moving forward and it was really cool to hear her side of it and she's only been around for a year her company and she oh my gosh the I think she said she spends $50,000 a month on Facebook ads and she's she works with an agency out of New York and they have just been ramping up and growing like crazy she just pitched like another um, venture capitalist and got another round of funding and she's just crushing it so it's she found she saw a need and she's like I need to make this happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's the big thing I think I took away is all these people no matter what panel if you're in track one or track two they all saw a need Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what sparked something and it didn't necessarily even have to be profound like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a something that they were going to change the world yeah like it was something that they wanted to like they wanted to accomplish just for themselves Mm -hmm. and then it just happened to benefit you know, a greater amount of people, which I thought was cool. But I wanted to go back really quick and just talk about the concept of mentorships. I thought that was a huge, huge theme throughout this whole event. Um, And growing up, I mean, I had, I had the opportunity to, you know, I still have, I have four mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, Ironically enough, though, they're men, (laughs) which I just kind of thought about. But, um, But I thought that was really unique that they made it such a pillar of this conference to to encourage women to you know have mentors and reach out to people and keep that conversation going and like the mentors that we were assigned were I mean they might not have fit with our like what we were going to the conference for Mm -hmm. but I thought just the idea the word mentorship Mm -hmm. was amazing like just having that theme throughout the conference 
was incredibly encouraging. Oh, I left being like, I'm going to find a mentor. Yes. That's my next thing on my to-do. Yeah. So explain the the mentorship program a little bit, because a conference is a big event. What did you say? There were a thousand people or something? 1,500 people. 1,500 people Mm -hmm. there. So the mentorship, it wasn't a one-on-one conversation like you would have with a a mentor like here at home. So how how did that work? It was a smaller group. Did they talk about contacting you after the conference, stuff like that? Like, what was that like? Yeah, it kind of varied. So I would say my groups weren't bigger than like 10 to 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had Ava with Missy. And then I also had a girl by the name of Mandy who has a blog called The Girl in the Bay because she's from San Francisco, but she just moved to New York. Um, and so we were just able to sit there and ask them anything. Um, I really enjoyed Girl in the Bay and getting to know her just because of like the blog I have on the side. Um, but just asking her questions, what motivates her? What do you do when you're like burnt out and tired? Like, how do you keep going? Because she did work pretty much the same job that we did and was able to grow a really successful following. So I was like, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it was, I'll make an admission that the setup was a little bit of a cluster, mm-hmm. trying to move, kind of navigate a small space. It, there, so Missy's mentor time was not during mine. She was in the hour before me. Mm-hmm. So um, she was like at a session while I was yeah. in my mentor track. And same with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. We had the same time sl- time slot. Um, but so I kind of scooted over to my next one. But I regret looking back, like not going up to her and mm-hmm. creating an open dialogue because I definitely think a lot of them are really open to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely was like the, the point where like you could ask for their business card, you could give them their, your business card at the end of it and ask pretty much, they were open for little anything. Like I straight up asked her, how much do you spend on Facebook ads every month? Why did you pick your agency you're working with now? And she said she had a really <laughs> agency she picked the first time. She got this new one and she's now seen like a three time return on her investment with ads. And so it was, she just straight up told me <laughs> like Honest, everything, yeah. um, which I loved because I feel like some people try to sugarcoat things yeah. and these people were all just like nope oh they were so yeah and even just real just really real very real Mm -hmm. and even like the attendees were very real Mm -hmm. um and honest about where they were like in their jobs and in their career which was really cool I think one thing that sets this conference apart is you know we've probably all been to some form of a conference but you tend to move in packs right the people you work with or the people you know (laughs) whereas this was completely opposite we met people from all over South Africa, Brazil. I talked to a girl from Scotland. Abu like, Dhabi. Yeah. Abu Dhabi, yeah. yeah. Canada. <laughs> Canada, you know, yeah. Our friendly neighbors hey. to the north. Um, but a lot of these women, and there were, there were men there, uh, came alone. And so everyone was super open to talking and networking. And it was not clicky at all. Missy and I just sat down at a table of women to eat kind of like a dinner heavy appetizers we were we were really hungry um and yeah and they were an awesome group yeah i'm friends with them on instagram now yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so just like plopping down and meeting people but everyone was doing it Mm -hmm. yeah so i would think that was a little bit different as well Another session I went to was called The Pod Squad, all about podcasting, nice. obviously. So I had a panel of five different women who had podcasts, um, which was cool because, you know, we've been doing the social feed for, has it been two years now? 2017. Ah, so crazy. Um, so they just talked about, like, how they grew their podcasts, and I had some really good, I like, notes and stuff. But there's one podcast, and I'm going to shamelessly plug on this one, 
that I thought was interesting. It's called Switch, Pivot, or Quit Podcast. And this woman talks about, she's like, you know how some days you're just really lacking motivation and you're like, I just don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to maybe go for that run. Maybe I don't want to go to work. Maybe I don't want to start working on that project. She's like, this is the podcast you listen to and you decide if you need to switch, switch projects and do something different, pivot, move to something else, and then go back to it or quit what you're doing. And I just like thought that was like a really unique concept for a podcast because, you know, I'm always about motivation and what's like things to get you motivated to do um, that next big thing. So I thought that was a really um, cool thing that she was talking about, too. Absolutely. The word pivot. I mean, I I wasn't at that session, but the word pivot came up so much during like the speakers and in conversation. Like, I think people get scared when they say oh yeah I quit a job or mm-hmm. oh I oh I I was fired or like I tried to launch a brand and it failed right yeah. failed yeah and that was something that I really appreciated and took from this conference was like we're always turning we're always changing and I think that's something that everybody needs to remember is you can always pivot like you have a choice mm-hmm. which was really cool I appreciated that that's actually really funny that you say that because there was a gal on one of my panels who had worked at Uber and Away, and she was on their marketing team, and it was crazy. It was super fast-paced, and we're all we want perfection, right? We all strive yeah. for perfection. We know it's not real, but we always try to do that. Um, she said at Uber, uh, I'm totally blanking on the guy who runs Uber. His name. He would stand up in front of people and be like. If you fail, just make sure you fail hard. Like, it's okay to let that happen. Just, if you're going to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought Commit. that was pretty cool. Because, you know, even on our own team, people are afraid to fail. And because it has repercussions if you fail. But you can't be scared of that. Yeah, absolutely. You won't get anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, another thing about the podcast. So if anyone listens to, like, the Lady Gang, they were up there speaking and then to the two girls from this might get weird podcast (laughs) where they just talk about like (laughs) i don't even know if i want to say this because it was just so it got really weird like it wasn't weird (laughs) it was really weird um just like awkward things that have happened to them and just being real and being like can i get my invite on that podcast because my my life in a nutshell like some stories yeah i could i could fill up an hour or two but they just say like yep they go over each other's houses at night and they record this podcast and it's blown up and this might get weird and they just talk about really weird random stuff and just these concepts that they came up with they're just like yep we were sitting around drinking wine one night we're like we should start a podcast and it's grown to this huge thing and then the lady gang podcast they actually have a facebook group that that's what they really use to cultivate their relationships with their podcast listeners and they actually have people join in order to join the group you have to answer certain questions because they want to make sure that you're actually Mm. a listener of the podcast they want true fans in there which i thought was interesting because most people are like whoever i can get pull them in pull oh them in. fully like a group fisher yeah, kind of. yeah they really were like no unless you listen to this podcast we don't want you to be part of our group which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. that's awesome well and their podcast has been successful enough that it's now an e-tv show mm. yes so they've been ab- huge they've been able to translate that into a couple yeah different things um what other any other sessions that you guys got some good tips or information from do we want to talk about the keynote speakers? Well, let, let me see what I got yeah, in my... We can get into Martha Stewart if we yes. want, some of the keynotes. So yeah. they had... So essentially the morning was all panels for the most part. And then at night they had... Was it three keynotes? Yeah, three keynote mm-hmm. speakers. Um, one of them was Rosie Huntington mm-hmm. and the Martha Stewart. 
which was the main one. Bow down. Yes. yes. And then Ashley song. Graham was the final keynote yes. speaker. So do we want to talk about Martha? I just want to talk about Martha. Can you yeah. just highlight Ro- Rosie? <laughs> Rosie was a good Rosie was really good. Whitely. Oh my gosh. I just want to say she has so much grace and so much style. And she just just brought this calming sense, I felt like. Like she so she started off talking about, you know, her her career and her success with Victoria's Secret and um, which is all great, but that definitely wasn't her focus. Like she was focused on um, her company that she just started, Rosie Inc., which um, is a platform for like beauty and health and fashion and a really good resource for, you know, anybody, really, mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say like she was so like just she was just so calm and <laughs> she's like poised like yeah. I'm like how do you do this I look yes. like a mess up there like yes. yeah and her posture was just Phenomenal. impeccable <laughs> oh I just I took so many I was just observing her behavior <laughs> like first and foremost because she just yeah she was amazing um but I also appreciated her comments on like having a career and working really hard in your career mm-hmm. and I mean we all have stayed I mean, got in early and stayed late, and she highlighted that, and I, I, I hadn't heard that yet at the conference about like working really hard, and mm-hmm. um, so she highlight, highlighted that part, and then I also appreciated. Um, <laughs> she was asked a question: Do you have any advice for um, like mothers? Because she's a new mom, and she was so modest in her answer, and she was like, "No." Like, I am accepting, I'm happy to accept feedback, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, can you give me advice? Yes, yeah. she's so successful, and she has everything. She has all the resources, but she's still someone who is, like, looking for advice mm-hmm. from other people. And I thought that was a great point. So I really did appreciate her her speech. Yeah, no, I really talk. enjoyed her. Yeah. And then right after her was Martha Stewart. Yeah. With oh, the Snoop Dogg amazing. entrance. <laughs> yeah, which of course they had to play Snoop Dogg. Yeah, she yep. walked on stage. Yes. Obviously Martha. She is a god. Um, Martha <laughs> is just like, I was a little bit, to be totally candid, like just, I was like, oh, Martha Stewart is the keynote. Like, right. is she the best person to be talking about business with like this her past yeah. and things that have happened? Whereas I'm like, Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> so Tori and I were kind of like, like in a little discussion. I was like, I don't know. And Tori was like super stoked about it. Did anybody bring like a, a bed sheet for her to sign no, or like a towel I, to sign right? or something like that. Bring a living magazine. I thought about it. Oh. Uh, wait, can we diverge from the fact that Rebecca's Rebecca's mom was also there? My mom did. She attended. She yes. met her cool. in the bathroom and I ran to get to that bathroom and my yeah, time she, had passed. She bumped into her and, and she was like, oh, hello. Hello, Martha. And Martha like looked at her and she's like, hello. I mean, she was just very kind yeah. and yeah. sweet. And I think you have to be if you meet in the bathroom, yeah. though. Yeah. I you mean, know? So yeah. you're vulnerable. If that's <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Martha was amazing, and she was she was very real. Like, she does not... Unapologetic. That's yes, the perfect way to describe it. That's the best way to describe it. Oh, she, she had confidence. She talked about, you know, her... I, she really didn't highlight her mistakes, honestly. She was like, I uh, own everything that I did. I owned every decision that I made. Mm-hmm. She started as a model, which I did not realize. Right. I and I did know that. I but I knew she started I had, model and then grew into She was an investment banker mm-hmm. after that. So she's got some brains in there. Yeah, and then became a caterer, and that's what basically turned into Martha Stewart mm-hmm. that we know today. One of the quotes she said during her... Uh, 
when she was just talking was when you're through changing you're through Mm -hmm. and that really stuck with me as well I love that I love that too Um, I so a big theme of the conference is how you can get more women at the table you sit Mm -hmm. at the table with a lot of men Mm -hmm. and you know, the creator of Create and Cultivate, Jacqueline Johnson, was the one who was moderating that discussion. And she's asking, like, what did you do about men at the table? Were you scared or whatever? And the look on Martha Stewart's face was just, like, shock. And when Jacqueline was done answering that question, she was like, no. Like, yeah. the whole time no. it was like, I'm the one who runs the show. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I can imagine so. <laughs> like, But then she also touched on how like when in some of her reflections on the importance of a team and how training really matters Mm -hmm. and how she was telling a story about how she had an intern work for her in one of her businesses. Mm -hmm. She didn't really say. And she's like, you know, I never took that time to really sit down with her and train her and bring her on. And she decided to leave and got an amazing job. And I was very happy for her, but we just lost amazing talent Mm -hmm. that we could have had, had I taken that time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Martha, adopt me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this decision happen? Yeah. Like, Love you, mom, but Martha. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she also went on to talk about her four houses and how she decorates them all separately. Mm-hmm. And then the, this is going to resonate with me forever. But one of the last things was um, Jacqueline asked her, and I want to make sure I say this correctly, like, what's the one thing you'd recommend or what's the one for piece the of advice? For the working woman. For, yeah, that, the working wo- for the working woman. And she said, get three maids. Yeah, that was, that she's was like, advice. you can't do it all. Like, yeah, you can't do you, it all. <laughs> you can't do it all. And I think that's an important statement because mm-hmm. like we do need it. You know, you always need support. You yeah. always need guidance. Like going back to the mentorship point, like you can't do it all. And and she's not afraid to say that. Um, I also wanted to say during her time on stage, she highlighted she was willing to adapt Mm-hmm. She started off like with the you know catering, and then she developed the magazine, and then she went to QVC, and then she had. I mean, she was so she wanted to test all these different facets and see what resonated with her audience. But then she was also excited to gain, you know, like more. Like she didn't just want this, like mid you know, wife, mid-30s, 40s type woman, like, who works in the home, lives in the home, you know. She wanted, like, everyone, the young people, mm-hmm. the old people, like. Which makes sense why she has that partnership with Snoop Dogg. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is, yeah, constantly adapting. And Martha Stewart's 77 years old. So, which is crazy. She's written 98 books, I believe she said. I think her 98th was coming out this year. Yeah, her 98th was coming out. She's working on autobiography right now. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm too young to write autobiography. And it's like, like, you know, she just constantly, she's She's just always thinking. Well, and we will admit, you know, we're kind of stuck in a digital path. We're always like, digital, digital. But she's like, I don't know what works. So I do social media. I do TV. Because she was joking about like a commercial she did with Snoop Dogg for their VH1 show, I think it is. Mm -hmm. She's like, I do radio. I do the magazines, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I do what works. And if something stops working, I stop doing it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was powerful. Um, So for the sessions, as far as session goes, again, amazing. But then also all the activations, like the photo booths, the sponsors that were there. This was like the next level because not only did they have all these different types of brands, like the Tamara Mellon's shoes, Mm -hmm. um, Super Goop, 
the Moroccan oil. The Moroccan oil. Uh, what was the car? The car oh, was oh Volvo. Volvo. Volvo was there. They tied it all in with bo- botanical theme, so flowers were incorporated throughout everything. So it wasn't just like your typical like you go to a trade show, you know, and it's like Oof. that's like Oof. hot it's orange, salesy, it feels and like. this is like yeah. yellow, and that's black over there, and you're like this doesn't look consistent so at all. Cohesive. It looked like the entire thing was put together, like they all planned together, even though we're all separate brands. Well, Rebecca's mom, yes. who I'm like want to be best friends Deb with. Ruth, shout out. She's <laughs> <laughs> she was talking to GoDaddy was on a panel. Their creative advertising person, her name was Fiona, um, was on a panel. So they had a activation and Rebecca's mom was talking to them and they were like, well, obviously our colors are not pink yeah. and like light purple. Pastels. Pastels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should say pastels more than than those colors. But um, Create and Cultivate asked them to do that. And by doing that, though, they create this like whole experience that was so seamless from the minute you walked in to the minute you walked Mm -hmm. out. And the venue was more of a warehouse feel. So you walked into this big building, essentially, and they had painted the walls. So like the walls were white. And then they had all these murals. Like, I mean, there was... A, a thousand Instagram opportunities. Yes. <laughs> this was front. made for Instagram. It was, yeah. yeah, to stand in front of all these different things. And they had stuff on the floor and stuff on the ceiling. And so it was, like you mentioned, a whole experience. Like you just walked into this world um, of positivity. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you did. It, it, yeah. Like you felt, you felt very, like, royal um, because this experience was unique. I mean... Like you said, you like it was so cohesive, and there was all the pieces blended together. So well, and cool. the people who were working these activations, like I, th- one they probably do this regularly, right. but they recognize that it's an experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes you go up to a booth somewhere or whatever, and they don't care, right? You're just someone that wants to come grab free stuff or win something, mm-hmm. whereas they're giving you an experience and. They tailor their They take message. that with you. And like at Biosance, I was like so excited. I was like dragging people over to this because I'm like, I want to learn about this brand. Um, she sat there and talked to me for probably 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, wow, I'm for sh- I was on the line before, but I'm for sure buying this mm-hmm. now. And it didn't matter if you were at Biosance or Ollie Vitamins or, or LaCroix. Or LaCroix. Mm-hmm. We had a great we had a great conversation with a girl from LaCroix. She was from Minnesota. She was. Yeah, she LaCroix was cute. Goes from Minnesota. She went to the U. Yep. Um, they recognized that they're a part of your experience. Mm-hmm. So everyone I encountered was awesome. What would you say like when because I got back from that conference on Sunday and I was just like buzzing with like <laughs> ideas and excitement and I like came home and I'm like talking my husband's ear off. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to do this. Me like too. we should start a cannabis company like Martha Stewart. Like, <laughs> you know, like we should do this. And you're thinking about all these ideas. What would you say is, you know, one thing that you really took back from the conference that you think it'd be good to share? with the listeners right now? Oh, jeez. I know that's a hard question. It's loaded. I probably should have thought about this. I should have known you were going to ask this and thought about it. (laughs) I think something that's really important and that I took away was now, like, I attended and I had the opportunity to go and share this experience with both of you. I really do feel like I can share it with somebody else. Like, I can now, I have the skills and the knowledge to teach somebody else, like, how to advance their career or how to speak 
you know, publicly and confidently about something that I care about or how to take a good photo. Like I am now a resource for somebody else, which I think is a very powerful tool to have. And oh my goodness, like I'm so excited. Like you said, like I was talking to you, all my friends, like I called my dad immediately and I was like, dad, like this was the best day of my life. And it was a day, like it was yeah. from like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. Yeah. and you were there and you were engaged and you were inspired and and yeah, I mean, I was talking to Adriana one of our coworkers and she like was so inspired by all of us. She is now going to go to a conference, which I think I saw she signed up for the San Francisco one. Yes. So if you want to go September yeah. 21st. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and then I, I mean, I was like, Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. And you're going to experience this. And so that's the biggest takeaway was I could share my knowledge with people that are interested and especially women who, you know, might not feel as confident in an area that I could help them with. Yeah, I would say this is going to sound cheesy, but hear me out. Um, The only person holding me back is me in the sense of maybe this is more like being more assertive at work. But also when it comes to my blog, you know, I'm like, I've only it's been around for a year and I am only have 500 followers and whatnot. I'm like, well, no, I wasn't putting all that I could into it. And if I want to reap the benefits, I have to put in my blood, sweat and tears. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I could have had that already. I could have reached out to publications and done all these things. So it's like, but there's obviously, it's not dead. So Mm -hmm. there's still time for me to do that. Um, So just be more assertive and go for whatever I want, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. Mine would definitely be like, Oh gosh, there's there's so many things I could like say. But the big thing is like, I'm very, I realize how fortunate I am to get to work with so many amazing females in our workplace. And as you're talking to other people, you know, at the conference, like there's so many amazing women there. But when you're talking to them, they're like, you know, yeah, I have to work with this person and this person. And it's like, you realize how like lucky you are in a way. And it made me feel very fortunate. Like I get to work with a lot of badass females every day. And I feel like I should take more advantage of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dipping yeah. into your guys' brains and just other people I work with. And so that just gave me like a renewed sense of like, like just let's get it. Let's go. Let's greet this week. Let's greet this day and let's keep it moving. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I have a question. <laughs> I just creeped up from like yes. nowhere. Yes. Um, ASMR. I know you guys already did that. Oh, the whisper. That was so weird. (laughs) Pat edits these. Yeah. This took a left turn that you all didn't see coming. Um, Hey, yo. So, with that, like your biggest takeaway, but from that, what is now a goal that you have? Whether it's for work or yourself, whatever that may be. So mine was, you actually kind of mentioned earlier about Martha Stewart and her intern. Oh. <laughs> so how she didn't give enough time to like nurture and grow. And that's one thing that's on my list is to be more of a leader and help nurture and grow my team because, you know, it's like you try your best, but you can always do better. Mm-hmm. And that's on my list to like help that more. Yeah. Rebecca, you go next. Okay. Uh, I would say um, just like career, career-wise, career I... I mean, I often deal with people that are running into challenges and to kind of tackle those challenges head on and put energy and effort into solving them. I am like so beyond committed to like help people grow and, you know, listen to their 
you know, challenges and, and come up with a solution or a potential solution. And I think negativity sometimes, I mean, it breeds when someone's feeling negative about something. Um, you often kind of like take that in. So uh, one of my goals is to lessen that negativity and come into, you know, a challenge with a, a solution that will benefit more than you know, just that one person, it'll benefit a greater amount of people. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. That's yeah. one of my goals. Is. Mine. I had an answer for this the whole time, so I just wanted. <laughs> She's been waiting. Oh, yeah, so question. I know. Yeah, no, no, it won't Thank, be the best one yet. Thanks Rebecca. for your answers, but here's the but real one. But here's mine, guys. I want in the next within the next five years. Create and Cultivate to ask me to be a panelist. Hey, oh, that's a good one. All right, Create and Cultivate, shout out. Shout out. We'll take them in this post. <laughs> Send it to them available. in every form. We're all, yeah, we're all available. <laughs> I don't know what the next five years look like, but I can be available. <laughs> Create and Cultivate does have a podcast too called Work Party. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to learn more about the conferences and some of the panelists they have, they usually have them on their podcast as well. So got to support the other ladies doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, thank you guys so much for being on and sharing the conference. Thank you. Um, all the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP85. Speaking of Facebook groups that we brought up in the podcast today, join us on Facebook. You can search Social Feed Podcast in the search bar on Facebook and join our group to learn more about new episodes and give us some ideas for content. We are always looking for inspiration. Thank you for listening and we'll see you back next week. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.